0: Welcome to the In Tune Living Podcast. I'm your host, Chanel Miller, and I am on a mission to inspire women to step out on faith and get completely in alignment with their purpose in this world. This podcast is meant to motivate women to overcome any limiting beliefs that are stopping them from standing in their power and achieving the goal or desire that has been put on their hearts. I am a woman of God, a wife, a new mom, and a mindset coach. I believe in James 1-3 for you know that when your faith is tested your endurance has a chance to grow in this podcast you'll hear stories from myself and other amazing women who decided to take a leap of faith build their endurance and get more in tune in order to become the woman they were created to be we'll open up dialogue around healing past traumas motherhood to the entrepreneurial journey and much more so if you're ready to get your life together and more in tune, then stick around for today's episode all right. So welcome back everybody to the Into, Liv- Into Living podcast. I am so excited for today's conversation. I have the pleasure to have one of my prior clients that I've worked with in the past, Felicia Sampson. And I'm just so excited to have this call because she reached out to me and it had expressed how she had landed her dream job. And it was through a lot of the coaching principles that her and I had worked through and the conversations and the breakthroughs and our conversation. And when we met was actually during a very troubling time in America, um, during the time of George Floyd's death and Breonna Taylor and just all those different things. So we met at a very like prime time. I felt like I was helping you, but you were also feeding in life into me as well. So I thought it'd be perfect for us to have this conversation, conversation, just about your journey, how you got to where you are, all that good stuff. And we'll just kind of kick things off. So I would love to start things off with you just telling your audience a little bit about who you are and what you do in your career.
1: Sure, sure. So, thank you so much, Chanel, for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Um, So, my name is Felicia Sampson. Um, I am originally from Toronto and grew up in Buffalo, New York. Moved to New York about 15 years ago, started my career in fashion, um, kind of found my way into the jewelry industry and um, started out in comms, uh, public relations, sales. Uh, Anything you can think of, I basically was doing it just to gain the experience. And as the opportunities came, I just took them. Um, And then as I started becoming a little bit more focused into my career, I started going into more corporate comms, um, marketing um, specifically, and found myself um, managing a large jewelry trade show that happened three times a year at the Javits. and due to COVID, I uh, end up losing my job. Um, and uh, that's really how I got introduced to Chanel. And um, she kind of just coached me to, uh, to, to basically like find my confidence, um, focus in on what I really want to do, um, not put limits on myself mm. and my abilities. And so now um, due to I, I definitely attribute it, um, attribute a lot of it to her and to our connection and in, in how much she coached me um, to now working at uh, DENTU International as their internal comms and culture manager. Mm-hmm. And I'm just over the moon for it and so excited and um, appreciative to Chanel for all of her support.
0: Uh- so- Yes, yes, that was awesome. And like I told you in the beginning, when we first met, I'm like, it's within you. You know, I was just there to hold the higher version that you saw for yourself. And that's the thing I love about you is that you knew right away going in what you wanted. Well, not necessarily the specific position, which we'll talk a little bit more about how you got into this role, but You knew like what it would feel like. You know what I mean? Like you were all about making sure you were making the right career move. You didn't want just your next job. Like there's a big difference and a shift in that. And I totally understand getting a job for the sake of, you know, keeping a roof over your head, finances, but you were in the space of no, you want to provide more, that you had more to give than just clocking in and out. So I'm curious for you. Um, what was like your mindset and beliefs? like in terms of like finding the career before you and I even met. So of course, with the process, you get signed up and then you get to meet with a coach. So there was a period before, after you, you know, left your position, what was your mindset around the job search and just like your next steps um, in the beginning before you and I had met?
1: So funny enough, I really just wanted to take a break like Mm -hmm. I was tired. Um, I think that it was, it was a, there was a lot going on, right? Like it was COVID and then Mm -hmm. the, the murder of George Floyd and then the racial reckoning as someone um, called it not too long ago. And I was alone um, and then was able to, you know, have friends and family around. And Mm -hmm. I really just wanted to kind of like become acclimated to what the new normal was and really get my mind around everything that was going on that I couldn't control because Mm I'm, I'm a little bit of a control freak, a little, a little bit. I I'm definitely working to um, alleviate that and to Mm -hmm. to stop that. But there was just so much out of all of our control that Mm -hmm. I don't even think I was thinking about a job. Yeah, um, which is why it took me so long. Like I didn't sign up right after I got let go. Mm-hmm. I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I need to breathe. I need to. Yeah. I need to figure. Th-. Like watching the news, the election. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. my god, there was a lot going on. There was so much <laughs> going on. So much going on,
0: man. And I think the year even started. I mean, I don't know if you're a basketball fan, but it felt like when Kobe passed away. And that was like, what is going on? And then it was just thing after thing after thing.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. 2020 was definitely a doozy, but I will say this. I started out the year, my birthday's in February. Mm -hmm. I started out the year um, going to Mexico City on a solo trip by myself. I didn't know this. Yes. And I told myself like, it's just time to face your fears and do things that you're scared of. Like you want things to be different. You want certain things for yourself. You need to start dreaming more. And that was actually my first step. And I remember sitting in a in a tunnel um, that was probably six to eight feet underground and our tour guide turned off all the lights and basically just kind of gave us a moment to reflect and think about The people that came that were here before us that didn't have the luxuries that we have Mm -hmm. that don't have, didn't have the lamps to go through these tunnels to survive or what have you. And I just really thought like, I'm scared out of my mind, but at the same time, like I'm okay, Mm -hmm. I'm good. And Mm -hmm. I will get through this and I will figure this out. And I feel like I've been able to take this mentality with me throughout, throughout that throughout the pandemic.
0: Wow. Wow, that brings a lot of perspective in terms of when you and I met, because that was definitely something that was extremely important for you when because when I start working with people, I want to gauge, okay, where are you sometimes people want to have that little bit of space to grieve the loss and you have to go through all the processes of um, transitioning into a career, you know what I mean? Or leaving a, new, a previous job. So um when we met, you were definitely, and that's why we connected. I was like, oh, she speaks my language because you were all about being in tune and connected. And I mean, that's the name of this podcast is In Tune Living. So the fact that you took a solo trip, that's something that you had to do for yourself internally. And that led you to where you are now. And I know it, it seems like a far stretch, but every single step that we're taking is leading towards our destiny and what we need to do. But we have to listen to that voice, listen to the thing that is guiding us to take that solo trip, to sign up for that coaching program, to network with that person, like whatever it is. So I think that's so beautiful. And I know you will continue to, but like, don't lose that, like, do not lose that spark of just like following that, intuition because you have it and it's so strong and I just admire it. And it's something that I want all black women to be able to utilize because we all have it. You know what I mean? So I hope that people can hear this in this story, even right now, like take notes, you guys that are listening, because there are bits and pieces right now that she's sharing already in her story of listening to yourself and then acting on it, taking a step forward. So Okay. So that was your perspective kind of coming into our coaching, which um, I hope I gave you that space and that grace. And I feel like we worked a lot on just like, how are you feeling? How was your mindset? Like a lot of our conversations were like about what was going on in the world. How did that help you navigate like the career search by having, you know, kind of that check-in point? Cause that's what I felt like it was for me too, as your coach, which is why I'm like, I didn't know how much I needed you and vice versa. And I think our stars and everything aligned where we met, when we needed to, but um, how do you feel that um, working with a coach in that process kind of helped you along the way? Do you feel like you're able to get that space in grace? Like, tell me more about how that um, transitioned into actually now looking for a new career.
1: I okay. hope that makes
0: sense, that question. Absolutely.
1: So I... I honestly, it's, it's, it's not even just about the coach. It's about the right coach, Mm. right? Like I felt like you and I specifically were very aligned and re-related to a lot that was going on. So I'm not speaking to someone that isn't able to relate to me. And when they get on the phone, they just want to dive into how many resumes that I send out or how many people Mm. did I out to because that's not my mindset right now yeah my mindset is on the fact that we can't go outside
0: yeah. and there's
1: curfew and there's mm-hmm. riots and mm-hmm. there's all these other things so I feel like when you and I connected and we were doing the check-in with each other like sis you good yeah Like we were really just you know having that conversation and I think at the time I didn't even know you were like with child mm-hmm. so like yep. we just were able to like personalize our experience, Mm -hmm. have a conversation, be transparent. And then once we got all of that out of the way, Mm -hmm. then we talk about, well, who did you reach out to? What type of roles are we looking for? Like with everything that's going on, how do you want to utilize your experience and your voice to, you know, Mm -hmm. bring bring awareness or whatever, what have you. And I really believe that is what kind of got me through and Mm -hmm. made me think to myself oh well yeah I do need a job don't I like (laughs) and you're having this conversation like I really need to get my my uh my gears and grind and really understand like what I really need to do and I really feel like our conversations were extremely helpful I remember Mm -hmm. you know I was with someone at the time and they would say like y'all sound like y'all just having a good old conversation (laughs) and I'm like yeah we are but he's still coaching me through and giving me advice like I felt like Mm -hmm. I was speaking to a friend Mm -hmm. um who really had my best interests at heart as opposed to just kind of sending me random documents or you know just using me as another number um on their you know bedpost Mm -hmm. inappropriate Mm -hmm. But absolutely. Yeah.
0: no, yeah, absolutely. Which is why I even got into coaching because as a recruiter, that's how it was. It was all mm-hmm. about okay, what's your job title? What do you want? This, this, that, and keep it moving. Submit you to a position. And in my core, and that's the thing, is that we have things that are innate within us, right? Like there's, right. A, we always have this feeling and this pull. When there's a little bit of that resistance, like so often we ignore it, but it's actually leading us to where we need to be. So for years. People be like, oh my God, you're having such deep conversations with so-and-so on the phone or there goes Chanel again. And I didn't realize like, wait a second, maybe actually career coaching is what I need to go into. So, and I believe that it takes more than just your career. If you focus on just that, like if one area of your life is struggling, all the areas of your life is going to be struggling. And I think you have to get whole within yourself before you're even going to be ready to look for a position because you're going to show up with those beliefs of how you're not good enough or this and that you're not ready, or even just with the season that we were in and still are in is having that anger and frustration with being a minority in the white space. So um, I think that's really beautiful that you touched on that because it's important to have all areas of the life. Um, So when you got to that point, which again, we did talk about this like, you knew what you wanted. So I'm curious for you, how did you get clear on the type of positions, which now you are currently in? Like, what was that process for you? Like, did you know, like growing up, you're like, Ooh, this is what I want to do. Or was it trial and error? Like, tell me more about that process of getting clear on what you want. Cause I thought that was, Um, helpful, of course, for us to be like, okay, this is what you're going to reach out to. But I work with clients who have absolutely no idea. And I want people to be able to hear
1: your journey of getting that clarity. Right. Absolutely. So I've always been uh, a, a relationship driven person. I love people. I love to be of service. And so comms always made sense for me. Communications always made sense for me. And I always just kind of followed my interests, right? So at first it was fashion, and then it was jewelry. Um, I dabbled in media a little bit. And then I realized after losing my job um, that I needed, I, where I shine and what makes me happy is people. And helping people and being around people and uh, uplifting culture. While I was in my past role, I was a marketing manager for the trade show, but on the side, Uh, without getting paid, I was like an employee experience lead where Mm -hmm. I was doing all of our office programming. I was coordinating our summer outings and our holiday parties. Mm -hmm. I was helping to build fireside chats to talk about the culture of the company. And this was all stuff that I was doing on my own. Mm -hmm. And so after leaving- Unpaid for. Yes, definitely. (laughs) This was a volunteer situation. Um, and in that role, I worked with the head of our people and culture department. I had conversations with our CEOs. So Mm -hmm. I was still able to touch those key stakeholders and get kind of like their, get their, get their ear to help me build a budget for, you know, the year of what, of the type of events that we needed to do. Mm -hmm. And again, this wasn't a solidified role. This was something that I actively put intention into and said, listen, we need money for this. If you want me to do this, I need a budget. And they they got that budget together, right? So Mm -hmm. after losing the job and really thinking about what I wanted to do, um, internal comms just really made the most sense for me Mm -hmm. and helping to build culture. These are things that fulfill me. And not only that, I want to be a part of an organization that I help change from the inside out. Mm, Um, a lot of corporate companies right now, a lot of the gatekeepers in their HR departments are white, Mm. white recruiters, uh, white generalists. And Mm. they basically for a very long time have catered to the reflection of them. And so when we're in these, in these companies, It's no wonder it's only like one or two of us in a a room, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so if I can at least start the path um, to getting to that table that we need to be at to help to make better decisions um, that include inclusion and diversity Mm -hmm. and and sensitivity training and, and whatever what have you, then this is the way for me to do it.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: so I quickly made that switch and I haven't looked back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. And the thing is, is that you didn't on paper, you did not necessarily have the job title to reflect that. And how often are so many people like, I don't have the experience so I can't apply for this job, especially women compared to men. Men will apply to all jobs and a woman will not apply to a position if she doesn't hit all of the things. And the thing right. is, and I think we worked with on you too, is what are your skill sets that you have from this job? Like you said, you were volunteering. There's so many things that we get put on us and experiences that we're not getting paid for it. So because we're not paid for it, we feel like that's not a skill set. No, you still bring something to the table. And so I love, love, love the fact that you saw the pieces of how you're incorporating your communications background and all that stuff for your current role that you're doing now and how right. to position yourself and to sell yourself. But that's what it is. It's not necessarily the person who has the most education and this and that that gets the job it's the person who is the best job seeker the person who knows how to present themselves how to showcase their skills and I don't know if you know this you have done an amazing job with your like elevator pitch quote-unquote is that you connected right away when you talked about how who you are you're like well when I grew up I always was that you know what I mean that right there that's that personal touch that women are missing and that's why even for me as I've been getting more focused in terms of my business I'm realizing that and it's like this past weekend I made the decision that nope I'm working with women of color that's my niche of working and that's who I can thrive with the most because my conversations with you versus you know other people I of course I still give all of my love to all my clients but it's a lot different when they can right. see each other and I can relate to them. And so hearing you even say that to get into those rooms before the gatekeepers come, because I've been in the spaces where these conversations are happening, where this chatter is happening about people's um careers, you know what I mean? Teachers. Teachers, yeah. Yes. Based upon just a little tiny thing or a name or this and that. And so it is important for us to be in those spaces and just hearing you talk is just confirmation for me too in my business that I'm on the right track because I've helped, you've been able to help you get into this space and I want to help more Black women get into these spaces and accounting and HR and you know, whatever places so we right. can open up those doors for other people. So that is just absolutely beautiful and I love that you were able to get that clarity. It all came from Within, you know, we all know what we're good at, but so much society tells us no, 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 no. But why?
1: It came from within. However, it also came from my tribe, and I, mm. I, I attribute, I, I definitely um, include you in in that, in that, um, in that tribe because yeah. my, I had amazing friends and family mm. around me. Um, One of my one of my mother's really good friends is an HR generalist, and she basically gave me a project um, with her company to do like some internal um, satisfaction survey work that Mm -hmm. I've never done before. Mm -hmm. But she was like, you know, it seems like you know what you're talking about and it seems like you're actually really passionate about this. I'm gonna hire you to do this freelance work for me. And I did it and it was amazing. And I actually submitted that piece to my writing in my writing samples to the current job that I have now when I was applying. And just like the the push and the encouragement, and even when I needed to take, needed to take a break, I never felt judged mm-hmm. by my family and my friends. Like everyone is was extremely supportive. And I feel like that in turn with, you know, my motivation and my ambition um, is what really set me, set me up for success.
0: Mm, Yeah. And there's something so powerful in that too. You know, if you don't have a strong support system and people around you who can support you when you need to take a break, support you, who can stretch you, but then also support you. Like I'm a huge believer in that. You need people who. Because if we just have people who support us, there's gonna be people who gonna be people who keep us playing small because they support right. us no matter what. We need right. people who are going to stretch us too. Like, okay, you've been down this road long enough. It's time to get up. You know what I mean? Yeah. We need those yeah. people in our lives. So just everyone who's listening, just take a look at the people that you have around you. And if they aren't supporting you and uplifting you and pushing you forward, you gotta, you gotta check that out because that's a huge, huge um killer when it comes to your success. Mm -hmm. Um, So we talked a little bit about, um, you know, how you got clarity on your opportunities and all that. What were some of the things that you knew you did not want in your next position or that you did want and kind of coming into the space of, you know, microaggressions, being the Black woman in the corporate space um, with that in mind. So kind of tell me what were some of your non-negotiables when looking for your next position.
1: Right. So first off, I really wanted to make sure that I was in a role that would set me up financially, Mm -hmm. um, because I have plans and dreams that I want to accomplish. And I need to be making a certain amount for that to happen. Mm -hmm. And so I was, um, I was like, negotiable and and all of those things, but there were just, there was just a certain number I wasn't willing to go down, like Mm -hmm. past, Um, I needed this or higher. Mm -hmm. And if you can't supply that for me, then this isn't gonna work. Mm -hmm. And so that actually helped me kind of put, helped me framework the type of roles that I would apply for. Right. The second is I wanted a director or a report to that was smarter than me. Mm. I wanted someone that could teach me and that would be a mentor to me and that I didn't feel like I was doing their work. Yeah. I felt like I was being um, directed, and that I was a partner to this person, mm-hmm. and that we were supporting each other, right. um, and that it actually felt like a team, right? Um, and then I'd say my third thing is one of the things that I I did want. Um, I wanted a collaborative team. Mm-hmm. I again, I I run on relationships. I love. Collaborating, I love partnerships, yep. um, and I have found that um, mm-hmm. and so much more in the cor- current role that I'm in. Um, so basically, you know, making sure that I had all of the base, all the basic necessities like compensation, benefits, mm-hmm. like all of those types of things, because some jobs don't have.
0: Yeah, right.
1: And- <laughs> yeah, and so it's just like, like hold up. Yeah, exactly. Like that—that that is a basic requirement at this yeah. point in my life. Yeah. Um, I've definitely done it where it wasn't, and I just needed the opportunity. But I thank God I'm no longer in that uh position anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I—I I need to be able to take care of myself and sustain my lifestyle with the type of work that I'm putting in. Um, and just knowing my worth, yep. I think for so long I didn't, realize what it was, or maybe I was shortchanging myself. I I don't necessarily know what it was, but I know, you know, coming into this job search, I was very cognizant of what, um, of, of what my worth was. And Mm -hmm. again, my tribe helped me to figure that out. You know, they helped me redo my resume a bunch of times. They, you know, one of my, um, my mom's, uh, friend that helped me as, um, helped me with the program. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She, she was like, well, do you know how much you want to make, you know, how much I was going to charge her? And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll charge you this. And she was like, you know your worth. I'm going to double it. Uh-huh. Like it was, there was just so much alignment
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: in in this in this search specifically, right? And yep. um I think that I don't know, I don't know if it was because it was 2020 or I don't know what it was, but the spirits were aligning for me. Um mm-hmm. I'm also, I also um religiously go to therapy. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, that was also another um another catalyst for me to get 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 myself together because yeah. we would talk about my jobs search we would talk mm-hmm. about what i was looking for and what i didn't want to deal with anymore mm-hmm. i don't want to be going to work complaining about my coworkers every single day i don't want to come home crying like i've done all of that mm-hmm. you're tired i'm tired not, yeah, i'm tired of it no thank you um and that is really what set me up to um get me to to where i am today with intention yes
0: intention and knowing your worth. Black yep. women deserve to be paid for what we provide because more often than not we're going to take on way more than Ab- is actually on the job description. Tweet. Absolutely. And they have the budget for it. You know, when we walk into the rooms they're automatically assuming like, oh, we can pay this person less. And just like your your mom's friend was like, no, I'm paying you double. Know your worth. It's how we show up. How we say that we what we want and I think I actually have a question here about like how you during your negotiation phase because I you were you're were very clear you're like nope Chanel I'm not accepting anything below this and below that and I said she knows what she wants you know and she's gonna get what she wants it's when we're wishy-washy and we're like uh you know accepted for this and no when you are clear the universe God whatever it is that you believe in say okay she knows what she wants and i'm gonna make that happen because it makes sense it's when we go back and forth that's beautiful so i know you had a great experience with networking during our coaching time with a company Mm -hmm. that you were like excited about and that was kind of your first like seeing how this actually works (laughs) um tell me a little bit about that experience about like how you felt about networking and your results from it. Um, you can talk about you, how you got your current job too. Um, but yeah, actually you can ask that too. Cause that's like, my next question was uh, what was your process of getting your next role? So let's talk about just networking from the start when you first started it and then how it got you into your current career position.
1: Right. Right. So um, we started with our coaching sessions and I remember you, uh, telling me to start reaching out to, um, just like desired, uh, companies and finding people in roles that were similar to mine mm-hmm. and then speaking to them. Mm-hmm. And, um, I remember I did it once with a uh, Sesame workshop. Mm -hmm. and I found a um a a young black girl or maybe she's that young maybe we're the same age but her and I connected had an amazing conversation she was a a marketing manager and I think she's since um been promoted in the shop and she was just very um open and uh and excited, like excited about my job search. And I was like, Oh, okay, well, all right. So like, she was just, mm-hmm. she was just amazing. And I really think that kind of set the tone for how I reached out um, to people on, on LinkedIn. I reached out mm-hmm. to them on LinkedIn. And then I started, um, I think maybe a little after our sessions were over, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, I need to start reaching out to like the head of HR and Mm -hmm. I know at the beginning you were like maybe you should think about doing that Mm -hmm. and maybe stick to just reaching out and I was just like you know what I just I feel like I've been doing you know this job this I have this experience I know what I want to do we're in a pandemic we can't go to the offices Let me figure out the best way to get in front of these people and give them my resume. And so I signed up for LinkedIn Pro. So I was then able to reach out to the heads of HR or Mm -hmm. uh, HR recruiters or senior recruiters or whatever. Um, I would apply to the role and then I would send them a quick little blurb, like introducing myself And then basically just letting them know in this time of the pandemic with the job market being as saturated as it is, Mm -hmm. I feel that it makes a lot more sense for me to introduce myself via, you know, introduce myself directly so you can Mm. put a face to the application. Mm -hmm. And I'm interested in having an exploratory chat, you know, about the company and about my experience if you're open to it. And that has opened so many doors. Yes. Because these recruiters, a lot of them have been bogged down Mm -hmm. with roles or with interviewing or with people being let go or whatever they were dealing with. Mm -hmm. And just that step meant so much to them that a lot of them, you know, connected me to the right, to the person I needed to speak to or had the 10 to 15 minute conversation with me. Mm -hmm. I had a whole interview process um, for another internal comms role that I didn't get, but the recruiter called me to let me know, just want to let you know, you know, we did end up giving the role to somebody else, but I was so impressed with you that I want to make sure that we stay connected. Mm -hmm. And if any other roles come out and that, was like four or five times that I had recruiters calling me instead of sending me an email to tell me you didn't get the role, but X, Y, Z, we want to stay in touch with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and my my uh, network has grown exponentially due to those small, simple steps.
0: Yes. Yes. So huge. And I think It's beautiful because regardless of what I teach my clients is that you still did the action. You went out and went to the head people, you know what I mean? And I think that's so beautiful that you had that confidence. You're like, I know what I'm doing. And it's just, it's just that simple. You know what I mean? If you were walking down the street, okay, maybe not. But if you're at a networking event or somewhere in a space with these people, you would do that. You would introduce yourself. You would say, hello, my name is Chanel. Or my name is Felicia. Like, you know what I mean? You would do that. But because we're in this space of LinkedIn, it's like, ooh, we're not going to reach out. And I know we talked about this too. I'm like, that's what it's for. It's a space to network, you know? And I think we forget about that. And myself included, I have forgotten about that too. And the power of it. And yeah, you definitely were doing those recruiters a favor because they have so many different people that they're trying to submit to this and that and that. And then when you have, I remember having like my core like my top five people, I'm like, yep. Anytime a position comes in, I'm calling you because I know you're going to get the job when it's aligned. And the thing is, and the beauty is you didn't get those positions because you weren't meant to get those positions. You got those positions at that time happened when this specific job was going to come out and you had the right people in your corner, again, building that support system. You were now adding to it outside of your family, outside of me, outside of, you know what I mean? Your therapy and all these different things. Now you're making these connections with people that are going to last a lifetime, you know, built those connections, which is something that people take for granted. And you can make these connections just walking down the street, going to Target, like everywhere. People are everywhere. You know, I've heard so many success stories from people networking and it can just come out of nowhere. Um, So that leads to, you know, you went through the interview process you said it was great and all that good stuff. When the negotiation question came up, because that's a big thing for everyone, money, they either stay at a position that they hate because of money, or they don't negotiate the right salary that they want, or there's just a lot of fear around money. And I love that you were so firm and solid in this. So how did you navigate that conversation? Because you really wanted this opportunity, but then you also (laughs) had that little, right, right, right about how you're worth and things like that. So tell me a little bit about that.
1: So I feel like, you know, my since moving to New York or since working, money has never been a motivation of mine, right? I've always been. And and that has been to my detriment, um, as well as just like helped as well as it helping me to flourish and be in positions that I, have I gained so much experience in Mm -hmm. and so I just wanted to blend that I didn't want to you know ask for an exorbitant amount because i'm i'm trying to live on like i'm trying to live in a castle mm-hmm. like i i have i have certain needs and wants and dreams and i think this is the first time that i've kind of married that in my career together mm-hmm. and so i had a number in mind and when i was negotiating for this role that i'm in now um she she asked me what i wanted i told her she said oh well you know we we only have this amount, you know, we've only budgeted this amount for, for this role. And I said to her, I was like, look, I really want to be in this company. I really, um, I, I really want this role. I will, uh, take this. Mm -hmm. It ha it, it can't be that you Mm -hmm. can, you can, if you can raise it to this point, then we can talk. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what they did. Mm -hmm. Right. Like and I am in a great position. Um, I I love my role so far, so good. I'm making what I need to be making in order yes. to get to where I need to go. And that really just sets me up and makes that fulfills me, right? So I'm not working this job that I enjoy, but I'm not able to, to make my dreams come true. I'm not able to to put into my to my personal life like everything mm-hmm. is my career mm-hmm. and so like and that's the amazing thing about Dentsu as well I think that they are very intentional about work-life balance yeah. and having life outside of work and making sure that you're happy because obviously a happy employee is a productive exactly. one
0: exactly exactly say it louder for the people in the back <laughs>
1: seriously
0: <laughs> I just don't understand why people don't see it right in front of them. Take care of your employees and they will take care of you. But at the same time, as employees, we got to say, nope, be okay to walk away from it. And that's where you were when it came to that compensation is that you knew your worth and the value and the skill set that you brought so much that you were willing to walk away from this opportunity, you know, and that is a whole nother energy, that comes into these
1: conversations. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? Absolutely.
0: Versus, Oh, I need this job. If you take, you know what I mean? I'll take anything. No, 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 no,
1: Yeah, no, no, no.
0: That's not, not the energy it. we're on It's 2021. We're not doing That's that anymore. In no way,
1: shape or form. None. Is that the energy in no, in no parts of life?
0: Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. no. Agreed.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, that kind of wraps
0: things up with now that you are in this career, you feel aligned, like, how is it affected? You kind of touched about it briefly, but like your overall areas of your life, now that you feel you've landed this position, do you feel more connected, aligned or what, like, how are you just overall with like your happiness with this piece of the puzzle being completed, not saying it's forever. I mean, who knows what it's going to blow into. I know, I know you're going to be doing big and big things. So don't forget about us little people here. Okay.
1: saying that to you. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm happy. I'm good. Right. Like good. I am able to, I work from home. So I have like a little home office and, you know, just like trying to build a routine back up again, because I, again, I hadn't worked like, a job job in over a year. Mm -hmm. Um, I was doing little projects here and there, which were extremely fulfilling. But I think like, really just taking the time to think about, all right, so I have this part of my life together. Mm -hmm. Um, What else do I need to, what what else can I focus on now? Because I don't really need pour all of my attention and focus into this one area anymore because mm-hmm. I got to this point. So how I how do I divvy up that type of energy into something else that I need to accomplish? Mm-hmm. And um that could be, you know, moving or losing weight or, mm-hmm. you know, my social life or what yep. my romantic life, mm-hmm. tons of other different um, things because you know like we women are black women specifically are not monolithic like yeah we've got a lot of a lot of shit going on a lot and I'm excited about it that, right oh,
0: yeah I'm I'm yes. happy
1: I'm happy about it I'm I'm excited for what is to come I'm it's very unknown there's still a lot of stuff going on outside mm-hmm. of our control, um, that we have to do our due diligence to make sure that, you know, we are putting ourselves right. first and, and we're being safe out, out here. But at the same time, there's just so much opportunity to mm-hmm. flourish and to be, and to be new and do new things. Yes. Yes. Meet new people. And I just feel like, you know, there's, there's no room for, un- for, for not being aligned anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot yeah. of, a lot of uh, different areas of my life. If, if it doesn't align, mm-hmm. I, there's no need for it to be here anymore. Yeah. Yes. I You got to look in the future and you got to say like, where do I want to be? I'm, I'm now doing that. Where do mm-hmm. I want to be five years from now? Yeah. I didn't do that in my twenties. I was just like, man, I'm here. Where do where I want to be five I'm minutes doing? from now? <laughs> Right. Absolutely. But now I'm like, now is the moment where I'm setting myself up for that, for, you know, grandma Felicia or mommy Felicia or... You know, CEO Felicia. Like mm-hmm. now, I'm I'm making that claim. Retired Felicia, right? Mm-hmm. Like I want to be right. in somebody's like hammock somewhere. Yes,
0: yes. With money
1: in the bank and a, a drink in my hand. Like mm-hmm. not struggling or trying to, you know, work at the grocery store to pay my bills. And I know that's a lot of people's situations, Mm -hmm. but I know now that I can set myself up not to be in that, in that place when I reach a certain, a certain place in my life. And I have the, you know, I have the energy to do it. So why not?
0: Exactly. All comes back to the belief and everything that you're saying, we're recording this right now. Five years or however many I'm years when you retire, I'm going to send you a little clip and be like, you remember when you said this? Look at you in your hammock. <laughs> we'll be old ladies then. So yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. So come back. We're speaking it. We're claiming it. And that's just so beautiful. And I hope everyone feels inspired by Felicia's story, because if you weren't listening to the key gems that she dropped in this and that there is just so much possibility. And if you're not aligned it's not happening. And the thing is is that our bodies and our minds and our soul is so smart. It tells us when we're not aligned. It's when we feel drained. It's when we feel exhausted. It's when we feel irritated, agitated, or sick, physically sick. It's your body telling you you're not in alignment. You need to make a change. So um, is there anything else you wanted to share with the audience? Where can they connect with you? Um, Anything else you wanted to kind of share before we wrap up?
1: I just want to say, like, to all of my sisters, like, kick that superwoman narrative out the window. Yes. Like, when you're tired, go to sleep. Mm. If somebody is trying to pressure you to do something or be something that you're not, get rid of them mm-hmm. or tell them no. Yes. Like, you need to take care of you so you can clear your mind and get shit done mm-hmm. the way you are supposed to get your shit done we all have our own journeys we all have our own purpose figure out what your purpose is and yes. what you are supposed to be doing don't let nobody tell you who you are Ooh, that's a <laughs> word girl yes, yes for sure
0: on black that women note
1: specifically this
0: yeah. is for the black women women of color everyone like for yes. real it is yes. a non-negotiable non-negotiable but thank you so much for this conversation I thank feel like you. it just gave me so much life and I hope everyone was inspired by this and I'm excited to see where you are going and what your career and success is going to look like and I know it's just going to be absolutely amazing because you have a heart of gold and we need more people like that in this world in these spaces making change so i appreciate you so much we'll be in touch and all that good stuff so thank you so much
1: thank you thank you chanel of
0: course